You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today, another interview. I'm just having fun with these lately. I feel like I'm really excited about the interviews that I've been having here on the podcast. And as you read from the title, an honest conversation with the red pill woman. I feel like whenever I title something that's like an honest conversation, it usually is something that's that's real, that's authentic, and even quite controversial. Today, you're going to be listening to a very interesting conversation about what red pill is, what it means, what it's about, and all because we have a guest who is part of the red pill community. Her name is Torsha, and she has a lot of interesting things to say. In fact, we both have a lot of interesting things to say on the topic. You're going to hear about this in the interview, but just to give you a little summary about what red pill means, especially in the dating the dating world, just about the truth about female nature and male nature. But I want to say this because I know that I don't know. I don't consider myself a red pill person. Sometimes I do. I do. I guess I don't know if this is the right word. Believe, believe in the things that red pill is all about. I don't know. I think it's it's more just I've seen a lot of how it works. I've been out there and I've seen how women become attracted to men and the truth of it all. Now, one thing is that people people actually comment on YouTube videos of mine and TikToks and all that and and say that I'm more blue pill, which means that I'm living in this kind of fantasy world of what I think attraction is, where the red pill people say that, no, no, that's not how attraction is. Attraction, this is how it is. And usually it's it's saying that women are pretty much just attracted to looks, money, and status. This is where it gets kind of confusing. But I like to say that this is where I don't necessarily agree too much with the red pill community, or at least the ones who are like in the super intense mode of thinking that you're basically screwed if you're not super tall, super good looking, rich, and have status. And then if you don't have those, you just can't get a woman. That's just not true. I mean, straight up, that's not true. I do believe that looks, money, status definitely play a, a role and an, and an important one in attraction. But no, that's not everything. And that's not by me just giving my own personal theory or opinion on it. It's things that I've seen. I am a guy who has been able to attract women that I never would have been able to attract. And I teach men all the time how to be able to attract women that they would not be able to attract. And they're not necessarily a guy of looks, money, and status. You do need, and we say this in the episode, you'll hear it, you do need a, a sense of game or understanding how to be able to have attractive behavior. And that's the thing that I truly believe in and that works. Now, I always try to say on the podcast, you need to work on your outer qualities and inner qualities as a man to become your most attractive. So yes, you do want to work on your style and your grooming. You do want to be your most physically attractive. You do want to look good, smell good. You do want to work on your money. You do want to be able to have a life that you can afford and and then some and be able to support a family if that's what you want one day. So all those things are very good things. But I also like to say that you don't want to do that for women. You want to do that as a way 
to have a better life for yourself. And the byproduct of that is women. I should say are women. I get the is and the are a lot uh, messed up on this podcast. Anyway, so I interviewed Torsha. And I'll say it's interesting to talk to a woman who believes in red pill because there's a lot of women out there that don't or just are completely unaware of it or don't really fully understand how they become attracted to a man. And, and they give a lot of what's called blue pill advice, like, oh, just be yourself, where that's just a bunch of BS and that doesn't really work. So it was just eye-opening to talk to a woman who talks about this stuff because if you ever dive into any red pill community stuff, Rolo Tomasi, Fresh and Fit, it's just a lot of guys, not many women talking on this topic, although more and more and more women are coming out and discussing this and and it's it's just interesting. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. You're going to learn some things, might open up your eyes, might make you feel uncomfortable. You might hear things that you never heard Trip say before, but I do think it's it's all important. So you're about to hear that in just a second. Now, I know that guys want to learn how to become more attractive in terms of having the attractive behavior, the attractive personality to attract women. And they want to do it without having to completely be someone that they're not. Well, you can do that. And we do help with that over here at Trip Advice. In fact, we have coaches to work with you one-on-one. You will get a dedicated coach one-on-one to help you get to the point where you are getting more dates from online and from in-person, even if it's not working for you now. So if you want to get this process handled and you want to actually make changes in your dating life, it is possible for you. So don't let anyone say that it's not. You just need the right coach, need the right information. You need to put the right effort and energy in. And we can help you do that. Go to coachedbytrip.com to be able to learn all about how to meet and attract women the proper way and have a life where you're in abundance of women and have more choice. It is true, you know, and, and this is talked about a lot in the red pill community that women have more choice because guys are the ones who are going after them. So even an average woman has a lot of choice and an average man has very little choice. Well, some people just give up they join what's called the MGTOW community. They say, okay, well, this is this is uh, not going to work. I'm out completely. And they just cancel themselves out of the whole thing. But I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. There are changes you can make. There is help that you can get, whether it's from this podcast or coaching. It's all possible for you. So go to coachedbytrip.com today. Check it out so you can learn more about the coaching program and apply if you so choose. Now, here's my interview with Torsha. Torsha. Hello, how are you? Or should I call you Tori? It doesn't matter. People switch off. Yeah. My my long lost Chicago suburban sister. I I know. I can't believe you're from Chicago. Like, that's wild. I know. Well, even more so just suburbs of Chicago not that I don't live in the suburbs of Chicago but we are both from there and it's just really cool (laughs) to connect with people who have lived so close to you and you just there's a bond there because you know how you survived the winters and lived in the the suburban schools and all that stuff so (laughs) it's so true I think everybody is so different from Chicago that's what I've noticed hundred percent no, no offense to my Miami boys, but like, I mean, they're wild. I, I was talking to people. I was talking to my client actually the other day and he was like, yeah, I want to, 
live in a different city. So he's listing all the different cities that he wants to live. Yeah. And he wants to find a wife. And he mentions Miami. And I told him, I'm like, no. Oh, God. I said, don't do Miami. That's where women go to, like, die. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, if you're not married by 30, like, might as well go to Miami, live it out single, you know? <laughs> it's probably not. It's not that it's the hardest place to date for a guy. It's the worst place to date. You're if, you're looking, asking, if you're looking for something serious. Yeah. I just think you're asking to be used as a guy. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If you have the resources to be used, rich. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this has been a long time coming. I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yeah. As you already know, the title of the podcast is having an honest conversation with a red pilled woman. Oh. Just because Ooh. it's controversial. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> controversial, but it's true, and it is interesting because there's not a lot of you out there. Yeah. Do you know the backstory of like in the forums and stuff about red pill women? Have no. Have you ever read them? Oh. No. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> what do you got, what do you got for us? Okay, so there's this thing. Shout out to Ryan Stone, but this form called it's like the sandbox and it talks about I'm sure you've heard of it. It talks about the different hierarchies in the workplace between men themselves and then what happens when you bring a woman in and usually it's summarized as women come into these spaces for one of three things to be the first female attention second male validation or three they're married to a red pill guy so trad cons and that sort of a thing so just to even say a woman's red pill there's people that are going to be like that doesn't exist so that's kind of the backstory. Oh, interesting that that doesn't exist. Yeah. Why? I think I understand that because I'm still yeah. learning more about it. But why wouldn't that exist? Like just a woman that understands the disparity between the sexes. I don't know. I think with Instagram and social media, women already get put into that box of, oh, she's doing it for attention anyway. I think it's just the whole attention thing. I don't know. I've, I've been bartending, so I've seen all the men that supposedly are not seen by other women, if that makes sense. So okay. that's kind of, I don't know if any of that made sense. My dog's really distracting me. I think it made about 30% sense. 30% sense. We'll, you can we'll work ask with more. <laughs> oh, well, let's, let's start with this. What is red pill? Oh, God. What is red pill? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a way. I mean, yeah, obviously, you, this, it's so, there's so much to it. But I think there's yeah. a way to sum it up in a few sentences. I think I could, but yeah. I want to hear what you think. I am the worst person when it comes to defining some of this stuff. But I would say red pill is just becoming aware. It's to be aware of what's actually going on in the world. It can be relationships. It could be economics. It could be values, religion. It depends on where you want to apply it. But I think you can apply it to anything, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah just like you said, it's say. the quote unquote truth, the reality of things. And the reality of things in juxtaposition with because red, it's like, what's black without white, right? So it's like red yeah. pill exists because there's something happening where there's another 
so-called what people think is the truth, but it's really a smokescreen. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. That was yeah. better. <laughs> well, for, I guess. Gotta and love then men. there's, what'd you say? <laughs> did I just mansplain you? I think you did. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. I, I hate all the words that the feminists come up with. I swear. They're horrible. It, the reason why I hate it is because not because I'm a man and that, that it's a diss towards me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's part of it a little bit, but it doesn't make any sense. I know. It does any of it. Honestly, not really. That, a lot of it is just they come up and I'm not like hating on any group. I'm not going to make it political, but definitely in the last 10 years, there's been all these words popping up that never existed prior. And it just seems like when they disagree with something, they come up with a new terminology for it to make it seem like it was in history. I don't know. It, did that make sense? It does. But to be fair, yeah, the, you like, could say the red pill is doing the same thing. Absolutely. Right. Like absolutely, the word hypergamy. Yeah. Like, I don't know that could have been, that's a, well, that, that's, that's a been around for a while. No, well, it's been exactly right, what you said. It's been a while, around for a while. Well, yeah. Mansplaining has not been around for a while. <laughs> well, it's always been around according to them. Cause they think that patriarchy is some tyrannical. Never mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've always is, seen it. <laughs> this is good. No, this is good. Okay. So, and then how would you define or summarize red pill in, con- in conjunction with dating sex relationships? Yeah. Um, red pill. So the red pill space, I'll say, is where men go to find other men who have the same struggles that they have in dating. So when you say that, I just think of that. I don't know. I'm not the best. That it's a fact? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think that, like, people think that the red pill is this incel group. And that they're not wrong entirely. We do do foster some of those folks. (laughs) You can't live with them. Can't live without them, you know? But I wouldn't say that it's like a hate group. I think it's just where men go to swap notes, what they say. For sure. I think that there's a a part of the red pill community that is a hate group. You know, um, yeah. if you go to like the black pill side or MGTOW, I think there's some extremists. I think there's also some people. Yeah. If you go to Reddit, there's uh, married red pill. A, oh, red pill wives. No, the it's married for men. Red pill. Oh, it's yeah. For, it's for men. So it's people who... They obviously don't hate women. They're unplugged to the reality of, of the nature of women. And yeah. they're using that to make sure their marriage works. Yeah. Actually, I've used that sort of recently. I was like, red pill is where you go to fix your marriage. It's where you go to learn how to make your relationships better. It's not what people think where it's like, I let's use that. women. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just realized I just said that recently and it went That's viral. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's so I've never heard it that way. It's very true. Yeah. It's dread, true. baby. Yeah. I heart dread. <laughs> dread. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm tell the, tell the guys what dread is. <laughs> 
dread. Now there's like soft dread. <laughs> dread is just kind of when you withhold attention from the woman to create some form of anxiety, light anxiety, not a lot. Because if you do it too much, it could really ruin a relationship. But just to get her kind of chasing back or to get her worried about losing you. But very yeah. people do it inevitably in relationships. They just might not know that there's terminology to it. I love yeah. dread. I think it, it saves a lot of marriages, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you can even take that. I feel like I'm the, the king of uh, taking some of these red pill concepts <laughs> and softening it to be yeah. ap- to be applicable to people it, dating and relationships wise. So it almost folk. like almost like <laughs> could sound blue pill. Yeah. But it's not. It's red pill. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So what you just said here with dread. So here's yeah. my like taking that and and giving advice on that. Yeah. I'd probably quote something from Esther Perel, who okay. is a famous do you know who that is? Psychologist. No. Okay. So she wrote uh, a book called Mating in Captivity. Okay. So oh, a lot of I that, do know who this is. Yeah. Yeah. Old, I think she's French. Uh, I could get that wrong. She's a European. I'll just start there. Yeah. European in her 60s, maybe 70s at this point. And she wrote a book called Mating in Captivity. And part of the book talks about the fact that the reason why desire in relationships die is because two people who fall in love. They spend so much time together. They enmesh themselves. They end up knowing every little thing about each other. And because of that, right, the opposite, that's like the opposite of dread. Because of that, desire starts to die. Really quickly. Really quickly. So my advice would be it's like to maintain a relationship. Well, a few things. One, you need variety because women are emotional and they need more stimulation. Yeah. So that's a whole separate. But also, two is trying not to spend a lot of time with your wife. Yeah. And, yeah. And if you spend too much time and you're always with each other doing everything together, desire yeah. is going to die. And yeah. for a guy, it might be fine. Yeah. For a woman, it's not going to be fine. No, we need you're- stability and spontaneity in the same person. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's that's really why there's Black Pill and MGTOW who've given up because that's to them, that's like fucking crazy. I, it's not. That's when you implement dread. <laughs> that's right. why I love dread. <laughs> what would be a way that a guy would implement dread? So this is probably not going to be politically correct, but let's say that your wife okay. got. <laughs> okay. Let's say your wife got fat. You want to be attracted to her but you're not. How do you get her to go to the gym? So what you can do is implement some dread by going to the gym, maybe after work and going there yourself for two hours, let's say. And eventually she's going to think that you're cheating the longer you stay there and work out. But really you're just getting fit, whatever. But eventually she's going to want to go with you. Every single woman on this planet. I don't care if she is... 300 pounds she is when that cheating instinct kicks she wants to go with you and now she's going to the gym with you that's like a little bit of where i see it applicable in that area that's kind of like you don't want to dump your wife because she got fat you know (laughs) 
You might. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, you I could. Mean, it's, a, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> it is cheaper to keep her. Is that a, that sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a bumper sticker. It's a MGTOW, MGTOW line. I is think. it? It's cheaper to yeah. keep her? Okay. Yeah. Not original then. Yeah. yeah no. It's, uh, man, there's so much to talk about, but yeah. I was having a conversation. So I was with my wife. And one of my close friends, who is a female, and we were mm-hmm. out to dinner the other night. And so, again, I'm with two females here. And I just, we had a few glasses of wine. I wanted to start some shit. So I was oh just God. like, just, just for fun. So my favorite. I, I love eavesdropping on this stuff. Just because I have, I have like, I'm just really tapping into some of these ideas of like sexual market value. And it's really exciting me because I think it's really interesting and I feel like yeah. I have so many good points and I just don't always have an outlet to talk about yeah. this stuff, even like a podcast. I mean, in terms of conversationally, right? Yeah. So are they even honest though? Is a real question. Are what you know honest? what I mean? Women, when you have these conversations, because there's a lot of things that I would think I do, but I'm aware to know that it's probably not. Well, I'll say this. We got somewhere. It we got some. Really? So I, I think. I don't know. Unless everyone was putting on a show. But so what ended up happening was my friend who's single, mm-hmm. we were talking about the dating app. So that's why it, it came up. And I was like, all right, I want to yeah. talk about this. So I go. So we had a whole debate because I've been talking about this on my TikToks and things like that and stirring up some shit there. And it's a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so... <laughs> The, the, the women hate me on TikTok and I don't care at all. So <laughs> I start saying to my friend who's like five foot, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe five one. Well, okay. Actually, no, it starts like this. She starts off and she totally admits. She goes, yeah, I just, I just want a guy over six feet. And I go, Why? you're ridiculous. I called her out. I go, you're ridiculous. You're five yeah. one. Like save him for the tall bitches, you know? Right. I go <laughs> five, eight swear? towers over you, five, six towers over you, even if you're yeah. in heels. And yeah. she's like, I know it's ridiculous. And she was admitting, she goes, I really should go for men under six feet. So then that's when I started some shit. I was like, okay, let's talk about this for a second. I go, I believe that guys should be adding a couple of inches to their dating profile. I just said that. So what do you I've think I've said about that, that too. I've, I've agreed. Lie. Just yeah, lie. 100%. Sometimes, sometimes it's just they ask you, and there's no way to get around it. The apps, the algorithm will favor you the taller you are. Lie. The only problem that comes in is if you're. So I've dated a jockey who is shorter than me, which is kind of rare. That's like the guy that rides the horses in the races, Derby Day, that sort of a thing. And so he was talking about the apps too before, and he's like, at one point they just will ban you if you lie and the woman reports it so that's news to me i just figured that out really people are getting reported for lying about their height but guys are like reporting women that are trans isn't that wild oh interesting yeah that's a can of worms i mean i (laughs) i think that they should if they're lying about it yeah you know, yeah. I really, I really it's respect controversial. it is. And, and I have no problem saying any of this. I, I really respect the trans people who say on their profile that they're trans. Right. Thank you. You should. Hey, some people will be into that. Some people won't. A lot of guys are into it. 
Yeah. So I'm just saying, it might not seem like it on the app, but if I had a dollar for every time the guys at the bar would go with the trans women, I'd be rich. Like it's not, it's, it's just like the apps are, you're shopping for a partner. You need to go out in real life and see what's actually happening at like bars, for instance, because it's not exactly what you think. Right. It's actually right. a lot better. So in this conversation with my friend and my wife alongside me, I said, the reason why I think they should do that. And, and that wasn't too controversial for them. And, you know, my friend was like, yeah, you know, I, I assume they're lying anyways. And a lot of women have been saying that to me on social media. Yeah, I assume they're doing that and all that. And I said, yeah. And I said, listen, I think it's totally okay to do that because women are basically doing the same thing, if not worse, with their filters and their makeup. Mm -hmm. And it's like that woman looks drastically different with and without makeup. And again, I don't care, by the way. Women should wear makeup. They should Mm -hmm. look their best. It's the dating market. That's what they should do. But Guys should then also do the same thing. So I mean, where should guys got, have a, a scale at the door when she walks in? You know, why are they discriminating against height on something they can't change? I love yes. my short kings. I always vouch for them. I love it. Seriously, it like really bothers me. Like the six feet and up guys don't even have a anything in their profile. It's pathetic. Yeah, they don't have to. They don't have. That's to. a problem. Yeah. Like, it's it's really interesting that you brought that up because that was the next topic. It was, I yeah. wanted to, I said, I said, maybe if there's going to be height, there yeah. should be weight for a woman. Absolutely. 100%. 110%. And then, the, the, you know what she said? My friend said, she goes, she goes, all right, well, then there should be weight for men. I go, okay, that's fine. But you guys don't care as much. Women are fatter. I think. Actually, it might be guys. Percentage, demographic wise, I think. Oh, that's an interesting statistic. Well, to be fair, I know women are supposed to have a higher fat percentage in order to carry babies, but I don't see any babies. So for that, right? (laughs) Okay, I'm looking this up. Over 70 million. It might be like 49, 49 percent women. Whatever. Let's see. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Men had an age-adjusted rate of 37.9, and women had an age-adjusted rate of 41.1. I don't know. It's the same thing. But the point is is that I don't think a woman is going to care as much that a guy is a little bit overweight or chubby. Yeah. In in terms of how that compares to if a a man cares because of how much more visual we are. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Maybe that goes against Red Pill, too, because a lot of Red Pill community thinks that women are just after you know supreme looks status height we're actually the same women are the same they've done studies back in like the 90s i can't remember exactly the name of the psychologist but i'll find it for you you can maybe insert it whatever in the description but it pretty much said that what women would say they go for things like confidence good job whatever was actually faulty because they realized women went for looks this was before the okay cupid stats this was like way before and nobody's talking about it and i think it's a really big deal that women are they inherently go for looks if not the same a little bit less than men but it's right there 
it's women are actually a lot more visual than people are putting out. So I hate to give a little juice to the black pill folks, but like women are very visual, whether or not they instinctively are aware of it or not. I so this, I the study that you're talking about that you're referencing mm-hmm. says that women are more visual but they say they go for confidence. So the, it was a study that also said it was like the first one that showed women don't really mean what they say. It hooked up. I think it, it hooked up some, I forget what it's called. It's a device that can track women's sexual arousal. And so, and I know what you're thinking, well, arousal and partner, it's different. But when it came to short term mating strategies, we know women go for looks that's but true it's a, yeah but it's actually david bus talks those, about that in his book yeah yeah and jeffrey miller i think in meat Pro- selection i think he's probably. talked about it yeah yeah so we we talk about the short-term mating strategy but i would make the argument that most women go uh, they date in order to find a husband that goes against red pill but i'm telling you i think most women do the problem is those guys are not committing so what is short term in the literature i think is attempted at long term i don't know that's one of those things that i guess i think a little it might be i just have a different paradigm but i've seen it firsthand in bars across the u.s i didn't just work in chicago i worked in vegas uh miami what did you see exactly I would see, uh, for instance, a guy at the end of the bar, five, five, maybe five, six would order shots for girls at the other end of the bar. Now, five, six is not a midget. Midget is like four eleven people. So this guy is clearly it's a little you could person see now, Tori. Sorry, <laughs> teeny tiny. <laughs> but I would go up to the girls like, hey, this guy in the blue shirt with the blonde hair bought you shots. Do you mind going up to him and saying thank you? Because it increases my tips. And they'd be like, who? Where? You ask any bartender this. They do not see them. It's not like they're short and they don't like I meant to be clear. Like, it's not that they're below the bar. It's that they're not even on women's radar. Wow. So when you think about that and you see that time after time, I mean, I talk about bartending like it's uh, capitalism for like <laughs> drinks. Like it is just one after the other. I see all the dating app dates, first dates. I see all the interactions. And even during my downtime, I'm eavesdropping. But even when I'm busy, I'm eavesdropping. So when I say that women do not see men, I'm serious. So unless they have something about them strong jawline for instance like they're not seeing these guys it's very very strange but it makes sense when you think about women pick partners that are symmetrical for instance because it indicates good genes (laughs) like i don't know so this is where i have a little bit of trouble with the red pill i think this is Mm -hmm. this is that one place And I know that whenever I do post any content on what I'm about to say, I do get a lot of the red people going, nope, looks money status. Nope, looks money status. Mm -hmm. And so, first of all, I do believe and agree that women are visual. That is for sure. Like, I don't disagree with any of that per se, that a woman wants a strong jawline and a six pack and a guy who's tall and all that stuff. That is, I mean clearly true 
However, mm-hmm. I really think that if we compare men to women, and this is even talked about a lot inside mm-hmm. of, this is not just my opinion, but talked about in no, books yeah. such as The Evolution of Desire by David Buss. I love that one. <laughs> it's great. While both yeah. sexes are visual, men are extremely more visual when it comes to attraction than women. And that there is such a heavier weight for women with behavior and mm-hmm. confidence. So I do believe that that is something that is still so true. I, you know, what I, what I tell men guys have is a like... a lower attraction floor, though. Like women's... Uh, so men have... Men would happily... Have, like David Buss talks about this, I believe, in that book. I know what says, you're going to say, and you're right. The yeah. mumble. <laughs> like, do you know? Like, like a woman, in order for a man to find her even like fuckable, let's say. I don't know what's a better word to use. She just has to be available. So it's like... A woman maybe is so hideous, he would never bring her out, but he would still have sex with her. For women, we don't really find most men attractive. Not to say that you can't get a girl. I'm just saying that when it comes to desirability, men aren't hitting that standard. But that doesn't mean that you can't get with a woman. Right. That's kind of my point is like, yeah, that I you for yeah. sure. I keep saying I agree. It's like, that's not the point of saying I agree. It's like, that's yes. <laughs> it should just be like, yeah. yep. And men who aren't that physically attractive can still yeah. up their game and up their level to the place. It's funny because it's like some red pill people believe that as you go more black pill, those people are just like, nope, not a chance. Like totally game doomed. Is a, game you know? is the winner. But game, game is the winner. Everything I talk it's about on this winner. podcast, like, and also, yeah. Uh, yeah, game behavior, personality, all that to me is kind of like synonymous. Like having that attractive personality Posture. or a game, all that. It's just, uh, it's game is like huge. Yeah, and I say this on the podcast. I said this before. My, my thing I say is, like, even I can't get a victorious secret model. Yeah. Like I don't have a shot with her and most men don't because they're looking for the top of the top of the top. That guy needs yeah. to be like multi-millionaire, probably even a billionaire yeah. needs to be at that level. But also you can do things to attract a woman who's going to be of a higher caliber than you yeah. normally would be able to attract if you learned the right tools and techniques. Yeah. I would Again, I say that with and, the- yeah. Well, your wife's beautiful, me. so I bet your your viewers are going to be like, "That's not fair." Your wife's a ten, you know. So it's like I there's this. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to start fights. That's the one thing it. I stay away from in this community. All the fucking fighting and it's bashing. Horrible. But there's this one YouTuber. You don't probably don't even know him. He's not even a red pill person. He's just some mm-hmm. dating coach dude, and he he bashed me on YouTube. Out of nowhere, because that's what I guess he bashed some other people too. He bashed that's me on his YouTube. Content. See how yeah, long that's he part lasts. of his content strategy. Yeah. And in the comments, someone stood up for me and said, Well, dude, like Trip actually has a really cute girlfriend. Yeah. And his response was, Yeah, she's probably after his money. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, okay. What? Like, first of all, uh, no, it's like, that's it's like, not he, you know how what it mean? works. He has to like, oh my create God. something 
of like why someone would want someone like me. It's like, nope, it's his money. Very almost red pill, which by the way, like that's not like a thing. Like I'm not this like multimillionaire person. Well, he's just saying words. Yeah. You know, people will believe it. It's crazy what they believe on the internet. But I think like I tell guys the number one thing that you should go for in a girl is like, like to gauge how much she wants you. Like what would you, what would you call that? Like to see how it's like if you were broke and lived on the street, how much does she like you? Like, does that make sense? What am I trying to say? I don't like, I'm trying to figure it out. Don't do go mean? for women that aren't excited about you, that aren't highly interested in you. Yeah. I They're not that, talking I to you. That a lot. Yeah. So like a girl that gets married to a guy popular to red pill beliefs, I think, especially when they're attractive and your wife is, they're going for the genuine desire. And I think that's like the most important thing before money, because they know that like 50 years, 30 years, you're going to have a roommate. You want to like him. Yep. <laughs> you want to be attracted to him. <laughs> I, if I didn't, if I didn't go through my uh, evolution, because mm-hmm. you don't know much about me, but I was <laughs> former shy dude, like not good with women, I super had anxiety, nerdy. Social anxiety. I think we were the same. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I definitely had anxiety. Yeah. If I didn't go through that evolution, not a chance I would be with my current wife. Not even a yeah. chance. I would have no idea... Well, I just wouldn't have been confident. I wouldn't know what to say, how to handle a situation with the woman I found attractive. So it was everything to me that I learned this stuff. And it's absolutely like learnable. I tell people all the time I had debilitating social anxiety and bartending, the repetition, having to say hello to the customer. It sounds so stupid, but like having to learn banter and that stuff has set me up to have the success that I have had in terms of networking and relationships. But I absolutely empathize with people that struggle with it. Like they're lucky that they live in this day and age where you can find the resources online. But even then just saying the hello, it's scary, but it is, is. it's the most useful tool you can learn, you know? So what about for you? You are 27 danger zone baby represent you're in in the danger tell the guys the danger zone we're we're using a lot of uh (laughs) jargon here yeah uh danger zone is when women between the ages of 27 to 29 start to go through an awakening (laughs) of oh no the lights at the club are going to turn on aka i don't have much time to pick somebody and settle down with or you start to wake up to that i've been aware of this stuff since i was like 20 so there's that but they say at 30 your options drop significantly at least in terms of marrying it makes sense for a woman like yeah yeah it makes sense yeah i I, man it's they yell at me to get married already. They want me to, I, I'm going to be the girl that meets somebody three months. We get married. <laughs> like I want somebody that I genuinely desire. Cause I was dating guys that I didn't genuinely desire. So it's been my main focus 
probably like what's so you're really actually going through what women are going through though no i'm still delusional if that's what you mean i just say it oh you're still delusional okay oh absolutely i live in delusion to protect the ego are you kidding (laughs) i love that you can admit that absolutely i I just made a tiktok it was like how do you one can admit delusion is it still delusion uh, it's actually, I looked that up the other day and it was like, um, something in terms of being dissociated and being able to think outside of what feel, I forget what they called it though. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm it sounds to trippy. I like it. Some psychological trippy stuff here. I've always been very aware of my behavior. Like there was nothing that you could tell me that I didn't already know. And I mean, like some uncomfortable stuff you know i don't know like what lack of effort even though in the moment i felt like i was giving effort like i was able to step outside like are you actually putting in effort that like a guy will pretend and i say pretend but he will act like a husband right when you're dating and guys do things like I don't know, taking the snow off your car in the winter. What was I doing and adding to? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So, so then therefore what happened? Therefore they broke up with you or they simped and stayed with you? I broke up with them. Because I don't really like to talk about my relationships, but I yeah, just... You, as a woman in the red pill, you... I know. More than anybody, always, you have to. The reason that I don't is because I truly believe in this. You got to give people enough room to, how do you say it? You have to give just enough to kind of throw it out there, let people grab onto it. But you can't give too much that if, let's say, one of my exes wanted to make a YouTube channel, there wasn't enough mystery for them to create their own narrative. I know that's probably like controversial. You're like, what? I'm like, no, I have, I got to be a little bit more quiet in case, cause that's their life. You know, like I don't want to give too much. I will say that I've been broken up with twice. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. One of the reasons was I didn't do shit. <laughs> it was horrible. Not even horrible. But why? Just why didn't you do shit? Because I was in my prime. There's like, mm-hmm. when you you're in your prime. Because you didn't have to. Right. It's just, I wasn't a developed human being. I don't know. Like, I a lot of the stuff that I experienced when I was 22 to 24, that there's always something that shapes somebody yeah. that, that happens in your life that really turns the whole thing upside down. And that didn't happen until I was like after the age of 21. And looking back, it's like, it doesn't even feel like the same person when i think about 21 i'm just like i just was a shit i don't know i just but was now you're mean. hitting the wall no oh i see what you're saying so <laughs> no after when i was 22 i was like more conscious of things i would say or things that i would do i was always a wife so it's hard i don't want to put myself on like a pedestal like i would do things that most people would be like oh my god she's perfect But when it came down to things like sex, which I don't talk about on my channel, I was not there. I was like not having it, not doing it. I didn't like it. And I withheld it for sure. So interesting. Is this from childhood traumas? 
No, I grew up in a very stable household. I've tried to figure that out too. <laughs> I'm always asked that question. Stable household, parents are still together, masculine father, feminine mother, but yeah, I didn't have childhood trauma. You could say I had adult trauma, but if anything, that just, I had the tools to kind of do the best I could with the situation that happened. I, I think it's different when you're a kid because you're not really fully developed. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. So, so. now <laughs> what are you looking for now? A what ginger? do you want? I want a ginger. I'm a redhead. I want redheaded babies. Okay. So you, you want a ginger man in the yeah. form of what? A marriage? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to be married. I want like a boring, a boring life. I do well in boredom. Like, is a that lot of women. is that you hitting the wall saying that? No, no, I've always been this way. You've always I've been, been saying way. this okay. for. I just could never find a ginger, but now that I'm on the internet, global sexual marketplace, baby. <laughs> I mean, as a woman, <laughs> understanding red pill stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, such an advantage to be able to attract the type of man that you want especially at your yeah. age really at any age still i believe if a, yeah it's uh, even more helpful a for one. a 40 year old but yeah but yeah 27 yeah. i mean so so what are you doing are you dating are you active are you not what are you are you putting any um, energy into dating right now it's like no i'm very aware that i'm not and i should but i'm also trying to get this whole youtube thing going and really grind it out it's horrible Look i like what you're doing you're doing what you're doing the I thing know. and you know what i will be the first one to be like necessity of virtue at 32 i'm gonna act like it was my plan all along for sure if i don't get it done but the problem is that like i just don't i'm trying to create you know, income in order to give back to my dad. And that has been a big thing in my whole twenties. And just like after COVID, I mean, COVID took off my SMV two years. Think about it. Yeah. Those so, are prime years, 25 to 27. Yeah. And I wasn't bartending anymore. And when you bartend, you don't go out. You are, you're not allowed. You have to work holidays. So like meeting people, people think, oh, it's it's a lot easier. But there's some stuff I'm working on behind the scenes that will probably help facilitate not just my own dating life, but other people's. So what do you mean? Up. Oh, some some like a give a little more. Give a little like a more. matchmaking service type thing. But it's going to be dedicated to building marriages and like long-term stuff. So trying to plan out your in advance vacations with an entire group. Cause I think like when it comes to meeting people, you really got to get to know them for like a weekend and kind of it's the dating apps that I just don't think I understand the purpose for dating apps, but I just don't think they're conducive. I've never met a dude off of a dating app. I've only used one for YouTube videos and I just can't see how you would ever meet anybody that wants a relationship that wants marriages. I absolutely it. think that the dating apps for, I disagree. I think the dating apps for women are the most amazing resource available. 
The problem mm. is, and know. you know this better than anybody, women are going for the top 10%, and those guys are what, right? They're just banging all the girls, and they're not the, they're yeah. not the guys to settle down with. Yeah. So, but then there's all these great guys in the dating apps who are not in the top 10%. Mm-hmm. And those guys are would be amazing to be with. So what I tell women, and my female audience is certainly growing. I have a larger community just That's from awesome. working. Yeah, working in nightlife and, you know, the turnover rate for women was just huge. So I have a, a large group, but still growing. It's like you tell them to swipe on guys you wouldn't normally swipe on. But the reality is that even that... They're going to think, oh, I'm swiping on a guy that I wouldn't normally swipe on, but there's something about it that is still going with that 10%, if that makes sense. No, what do you you mean? So if I tell women to stop looking at height, they're going to be like, I don't even look at height. But the reality is their, their behavior says otherwise. So I almost think that having a matchmaker that is getting the vetting the people for you and vetting the women is going to be better. I just think that the apps, you're leaving too much control up to the opposite sex, like women, I would say. And I just don't think they even know how to seek out those guys. I know it seems stupid. What if we taught them? I mean, not us specifically, but if, if they were to learn, like, I mean, I don't know if, if a female friend came to me said, I need help. And, Mm -hmm. I need to meet a guy and she was above average. I'd be like, all right, let's do this. I I know exactly what you should do, but I, I have a lot of tell her that she needs a lot of mindset shifts to do it. It won't be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Giving somebody the lead is probably I've, I've said it's equivalent to profound grief for women that are usually in their masculine is a very serious, um, thing to give up especially when you've been indoctrinated for however long and i'm talking my age from 18 to 27 they're very masculine in a lot of ways and when you tell them no you need to not do that it feels like death well it really does this is yeah oh my god this is like it is this is like unplugging (laughs) a female it is the most uncomfortable to the point where they will probably react in i hate to use the word trauma but like a trauma response something you would see like um a child do like no we're not doing that like if you tell a woman no we're doing this you can either come or you don't she will probably like they just i've seen the worst okay let's get more specific like what yeah would we or you in this case tell a woman to do to be more, let's say, I guess we're, I think we're on the same page here, like yeah. saying how, what you can do to be more attractive or to find the right yeah. man that would be uncomfortable for her. I always put out this message that it's controversial, but you should. Well, of course it's controversial, or else it wouldn't be easy to teach, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm like, you should trust your instincts to choose. Because it, we've evolved to the point where you're, you choosing a partner is a lot safer than you think. People are going to tell you, don't give the power to the wrong guy. But actually, if you allow a man to lead 
or you allow a man to take charge, you can trust your instincts that he's going to make the best decision for both of you. So what a lot of the messages are, are if he won't, if he doesn't let you go here, he's a narcissist. So women are terrified just indefinitely to give up, to say, no, I'm going to do what he says. That in and of itself is just not socially acceptable. But when you tell them that you're giving the man the power to do good for both of you, that's the only time I've seen like a paradigm shift with them. They're like, okay. I'm like, if you like, when you look at evolution, women choosing partners, we're good at it. The reason you're choosing bad partners is because you're hurt by probably some game he was doing. And that's a harsh reality because women don't want to be fooled. It's a very, it's a, it's a can of worms. (laughs) Let me tell you. It uh, really is. You know, the book, the rules, the rules it's dating advice Maybe. for women oh god how is so, it so, well i think it's pretty solid it's really controversial really it's teaching women game basically there's girl game and it's yeah it it's great i mean a lot of the talk is about how to be more feminine mm-hmm. and i hate the it, whole dress thing like the put on a dress, it's not that easy for women nowadays, but it certainly helps if you do it for why every isn't it, day. Why not? You can't put on a dress and expect a woman to be feminine. She might look the part, but that doesn't fix that inner Oh, part. 100%, right. But it's a start, yeah. no? Yeah, I, I've definitely said throw out all your pants wear only dresses and yeah. I go there. I'm not like you can't just a lot of our problem is we have women that are spending money on makeup and hair and all looking the part. I mean, you go on Instagram, they look the part, but it's not teaching them to be feminine. Like you need to learn how to cook. You need to treat him, give the guy wife duties right from the start. Like you are a bacon for this guy right away. Like I, that's what I tell them. I don't know if that's good advice or not, but it's just sad that, you know, you say that and even I'm mm-hmm. still conditioned to feel uncomfortable by what you're saying. I'm just being yeah. honest right now. It's like, yeah. Cause you could get like, involved with the wrong dude. Right. Well, no, I just woman? mean like the, th- the things that you're saying are anti-feminist. Uh, and- li- I, yeah. I'm for women though. I will always be sister. Anti third wave <laughs> feminism is what I mean. <laughs> right. You know, right. you, you say it's this all to your same. modern 23 year old boss woman. And she's like, she's going to be like, Whoever. what? No, da, da, da. And it's like, we had it so good. You do realize like we had it so good. Like whoever made us get jobs, your mom's a hoe. We had it good. <laughs> we could, we could have been in the house. Roombas were coming. We had so much coming. We had it good. We've been, so what happened? We put women in the workforce in order to. Um, that's another. Well, they After wanted World to War be in II, the workforce. No, they didn't. You look back at the propaganda. It says emasculate men, get in the workforce. I was like, what? But if men were it. controlling everything at the time, who's putting out that message? Right. No, what's literally what's the answer? I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> like you think that it's. I used to say this, and I don't know how much I believe it now, but behind every campaign, 
is a guy trying to get sex with his girlfriend. So even the oh, elites. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. So simping, simping. So men simping. Uh, the guys at the top simp the most. Don't be fooled. They're the biggest simps. They might be alpha in their work, but they ain't alpha anywhere else. Wow. Just saying. Yeah. No, but there's I hear all, you. <laughs> and, and they know that women, women are the consumers. When you pick up on that and you see that these are the numbers, you need to appeal to the feminine. What better way than telling them they never had rights? They, it was a man behind it all. You know, women, even feminists now, it sounds like they think that men just controlled everything in sort of like totalitarian way. It's yeah. just like crazy. I don't know. One of the things that has been interesting for me as I'm learning more about red pill and female nature, male nature, all that mm-hmm. is the stuff that Rolo Tomasi says, the fact that we're actually not living in a patriarchy and mm-hmm. that it's quite the opposite that I forgot the term he uses. Like, like a, we're living in more of a female centric world. <laughs> Gynocentric that, social order. Yeah. Guy, that's it. Gynocentric yeah. social order, Appealing but we just don't family. really realize it. And when he says that and explains and talks about and gives yeah. examples, I'm just like, Whoa, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. He like predicted really, this shit. Like it's crazy. Can you give some examples of that? Of because I'm I'm still learning about it. What are some examples um, of us living in a gynocentric world? So there's this thing that Rolo talks about. It's like the mystique of women, and it's that we view women as these secretive, secretive creatures that hold all the knowledge you see it when things like ayahuasca are named after the mother plant. I know this is a little crazy or you see it when women are like what's your sign with astrology we call it chick crack and it's like women hold this mysterious knowledge that men don't know so we must appeal to the feminine because they know more it's almost like we are viewing women as god it's almost like we we kind of dissolved a nation of religion so in order to kind of survive we're kind of looking at females as taking over that power you have men simps for instance or that have the the you know what addiction corn addiction that view women as goddesses it's the goddess era they view women as just these perfect beings so they can't possibly be wrong it's been over years i mean you see it so you won't be able to unsee it But I think that when it's a gynocentric social order and we live in a capitalistic nation and women make up most of the consumer reports or whatever, why wouldn't we appeal to the feminine? You could say that it's because of money. You could say, I think it's for money, but it's almost a Marxist view of it. And I don't really want to go down that that road. But when you think about how we got women into the workforce and how we incentivize them to be single and childless, you can't help but see it that way. You can't help but see it in this monetary way. They've commodified women. So I don't know. If you really want to make money, you open up a fertility clinic. Because women are holding out. 
<laughs> They're oh, old man. and out. They don't I teach mean, you to. You have the option to be a wife at eighteen. They know. put you through school, and yeah. it just gets worse from there. Get a job, work, yeah. and man, you know, I, I see, I see in social media all these, the sector of women that are so honest. They're actually like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, we like hate society it. Society is making <laughs> me feel like I want to do this. And I don't want to do this. We are, we're not biologically hardwired for it. For like we forget that, that, that part. Yeah, that masculine drive to succeed and to work, yeah. like, and to we're have goals. To get the berries, to bring the berries home is what I call it. We right. we weren't pro- we don't have millions upon millions of years of evolution in us to do that. So now we're like women are like. I hate to say slaves, but most women can't keep up with this. You see it at like, you know, there's obviously women that are absolutely competent to do it. But a lot of women, there's a version you see on social media about how they're actually living is not that. It's like, we're not coping well. (laughs) Here's a thought too. I was thinking about this as we were talking about this, I was thinking about some of my female friends, like, you know, my, my wife's friends and the, the women yeah. in my social circle. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about them and, and, and their attitudes towards things. And I just, it's like deep down in my gut and I'm going to test this out by just doing my own little research and, and people yeah. that I know, but in, in like my gut, I know that if I were to go to any of the females that I know mm-hmm. and say to them, Hey, I'm going to present to you just hypothetically. You don't yeah. have to work for money. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know you don't where have to you're work going. for money. You have a husband who's taking care of all the bills. Are you going to choose to keep boss in the way you're doing? Okay. I bet you most mm-hmm. of them would say, no, that sounds great. I'm down for that. Or yeah. there's going to be ones, because I've heard this before. They say, well, no, I just don't want to like do nothing all day and be a housewife. I want to like still go to work. But then, you know what you can say to them? You can say, okay, no, listen. What? what? (laughs) Side hustle. Yeah. Or like, or just like hobbies or just like hobbies. Like if you could just do. They don't get it. They don't. Women act like they have hobbies and they don't. You ask a woman on a first date, what are your hobbies? She'll come up with some shit, but she's not being honest. Well, that's an actually, that's an interesting point because I wasn't going that route. Yeah. I would say they probably would want to do some hobbies. But the, the point is like, if you give them that okay. option, they would still, that's their like, oh no, yeah, yeah I, I just want to do that. They replace, like they think yeah. it's got to be something for money. But then if you give them that option of, let's just pretend you don't have to make the money. Yeah. And instead of doing a little side hustle, you could just do some fun things and, and do other hobbies. They'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, now I'm down. Again, I think that most Lamin. women I are love not... Us. <laughs> <laughs> you got to present the deal the right way. You know? you gotta it's like the you still right. have value as a human being. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's now the, society is telling them they have to have I feel bad for women these days. I really the do. Reality you guys have to have it though, all. Yeah. The reality is though, we can't, we, we're at the point now where we're kind of riding the downfall because you cannot function without two incomes coming in. So although it's nice to say that it's, true. it's not the reality, the women that divorce the men the most are stay at home moms. So I heard that. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. It's like, how do we fix this? And, 
it's the babies is certainly the first step, but women right now are really scared. You know, the Roe versus Wade thing. I worked in a woman's shelter. So, and I know a lot, I'm, I'm not going to say anything too much. If you want to go to my channel at Torsha, I talked about it, but I've seen both sides of it. And I think adjusting women are, they're, they're going to be saying a lot of crazy shit. They're going to say, how dare men, but they'll adjust to it. And I think it's uh, the right step, I guess. I don't know. It just, it all came at once for women. So they're really freaked out now. We're scared. It's our sexual strategy. We're terrified. It is. Oh, that's an interesting way to put it. Sexual strategy. I was going to say this too, is with the whole female and male nature, you know, you said a second ago, if you, if you give them the right deal, Oh yeah. We'll be down for (laughs) men. If you were to say what I just said to most men, there Mm -hmm. is no real good deal. You'll get your, you'll get, you'll get a guy once in a while who'll probably say like, huh, amazing. Yeah, no problem. I'll be a stay at home dad. Woman works. That's fine. I think you'll get that. Like I've seen a lot of it as an outlier. Yeah. I've seen it a lot. I don't know. I think we've switched roles unfortunately but i just i keep telling men you're the ones that have it ingrained for millions of years act right you know burden of performance fuck (laughs) y'all like i'm i'm still a girl's girl i gotta advocate for them you know no no, i hear you but don't (laughs) you think that most guys would be like uncomfortable with that stay at home dad yeah, well, I just think like they they need something. I hope so. They need goals. (laughs) They do. I, I, I hear what you're saying and how, yeah, the, so many roles are being switched now because of Feminism. the gynocentric. Gynocentric social gynocentric order. Gynocentric social order. The female I, imperative. My <laughs> point is, is that I think it's more like for a man. I mean, if someone said that to me, not a chance. You couldn't give me any deal. Like, I even think sometimes about, you know, we all kind of have these little fantasies about winning the lottery. And yeah. <laughs> I think about that. Like I'll have a once in a while. I think, what if I were just handed a hundred million dollars right now? You would and still work. I, I would have it. to do something. And I'm not, I know <laughs> more so than this. I almost for real, I don't want to win the lottery. Yeah. Like life would become really almost to me quite mm-hmm. meaningless. And that's how women feel when you tell them to be stay at home moms. That's how they feel. It's the same thing. It's just the differences. Like there's a difference between the firmware and the software. So uh, women don't even know what it's like to be a stay at home mom. What the firmware does. The firmware does. Yeah. Yeah. So that does. And, but I think we've indoctrinated women so heavily so early that even the thought of having kids repulses a lot of them. Unfortunately, I think we see a lot more women coming into STEM careers. I think there's a lot more autism prevalent in women now, or it's getting diagnosed more. And that can sometimes cause them to lack um, the ability to have interpersonal relationships that are good, I guess. Not saying they can't. I'm just saying it's definitely inhibits them. Is that the right word? I don't know. There's a lot. It's very complicated when it comes to talking to the overall it's hard and and you know the studies of women along with what you're saying and now the studies of women being 
so much I'm happier. Yeah, we hate it. I say we so that women don't come after me. I'm like, I'm here too, bitch. Unhappy, <laughs> but not knowing even where it's coming from. Right. And men are taking themselves out of the gene pool when they don't yep. feel useful. That's a, People are like, men and women have the same attempt at suicide. And I'm like, but men, take they, they go through with it on a higher level. And when men don't feel useful... They take themselves out of the gene pool. We know this amongst chimps. And it's it's really sad. Like when women are like, I don't need a man. I just want a man. I'm like, try flipping it and watch what happens. Tell a man you need him. Because he'll take that like it's gold. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. You got to give them the responsibility. They'll, they'll protect it with all costs. Believe it or not. Even the fuck boys. Seriously. Yeah. You, you can change a fuck boy. You really can. You just got to give them that That's role. your new book. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I would tell women to just avoid those guys. I would too, to but, I, uh, but it's easier to take a fuck boy and turn him into husband material and allow that relationship to last than it is to find a guy that is more so on the simpier side. Because once a woman doesn't respect you, just you might as well just get the prenup and the divorce papers like ready because yeah. it's not yeah. going to last. It's interesting too because you know the the whole cliche about as you get into a deeper marriage, women nagging the man. It's mm-hmm. funny because that's so unattractive for a man to be nagged by his wife. But the, but the women are the ones who are are initiating all the divorces. I would think that the yeah. men would be because of well, something like that. There's more for men to lose. So when you look, assuming that oh, like good point. I both that. parties, yeah, good assuming point. that both parties didn't have like a disadvantage, I think men would actually probably be higher on that statistic than I think men are. I don't know if men are just more willing to hold out because see now i'm contradicting myself i don't know if it's because of divorce and being like you never sign a contract with someone who benefits from breaking the contract right i don't know it's hard to tell yeah i feel bad for men i feel bad for men i feel bad for women this is why this podcast exists this is why your youtube channel exists uh tori long lost sister red pill sis sis. Even though, again, I don't like label myself as red pill, even though I do believe a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it helps, though, for people looking for that specific material. That's how I look at it, because it's not going to, it's certainly not going to be recommended. You and I might pop up a little bit more in people's suggested feed, like if you're not really labeling it that. I know, but there's just something about part of that community that I don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like polarizing for me it's like this some of these people it's good dialogue it is good dialogue i guess it's um i'm still learning about it or i guess they would say unplugging you know we need people like you though to attach to it and grow so that women can actually hear the message because they're not going to hear it when it's coming from angry men talking about how they want to plant the seed and anything that moves, you know? Well, I've been, I mean, I don't speak to women. I speak to yeah. 
to men, but I know that there are women who do listen to my content. I'm having a lot of women who are finding me on Instagram now because I'm putting out a lot of Instagram reels and they're coming to me asking for advice. And I'm like, I give it to you, but I don't do that. It's just not, it's not (laughs) in the trip advice wheelhouse at the, at the moment. But, But uh, well, actually that's not true. I do have a relationship podcast. Do you? And that I do. It's called relationships. Where do you promote it? I don't promote it. Yeah, it you just, don't. I have on here. It just exists. Mm-hmm. So it's on all the podcast platforms. It's yeah. me and a friend of mine who's a dating coach for women. If you listen to that, you would, I mean, I, I get like real it. red pill on there. I don't oh, say I the will. terms, but like. I'll react to it. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, you should. Well, I mean, it's not on video. It's just a. That's it's okay. just audio, but Perfect. check it out. Relationships. <laughs> Relationships are underrated. What'd you say? I'm like, perfect. It'll, it'll just be me. I've been talking about narcissism in dating right now. And I'm like, it's just my face, you know, while we listen to you. I was getting the <laughs> Amazing. Hey, women. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't. I love them. They're just being little shits right now. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah it's tough. Tori. Men aren't easy either. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm like, men aren't easy either. I'll say that. Uh, I think we're easy. Easier. I think we're easy AF. Yeah, that's what y'all say. We're simple. You, Yeah, we are the ones that come up with ulterior motives for y'all, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, the, I get just the guys who listen to this podcast. Yeah. Just a bunch of good dudes who just want to just get laid or get a girlfriend, yeah. you know, and... Guys like, I mean, just like me, there's so many of us out there and women don't see us because we don't don't see us at the bar and they don't see us in online dating and they're missing out on what could be the best relationship of their lives, assuming that they don't end up with a simp. Yeah, they got a, men got a command presence. That's what we're trying to do over here. All right. Where do you want people to follow you? Follow, where do you want people to check out your YouTube channel? Yeah, that's my main goal is to grow there. But I'm also on TikTok at Torsha Podcast and then Instagram. Oh, no, she has an Instagram at Torsha. It's controversial here. We're going to put the Instagram, the TikTok and your YouTube channel links in the show notes. And uh, glad we made this happen. I appreciate you coming on here. Me too. Yeah, me too. It was a lot of fun finally talking to more it. red pill people, you know. You can uh you can tell all your red pill friends that uh they can I had Sterling Cooper on. I tried to get Rolo on, didn't get a response, but that was several years ago. I'll ask him. See if he wants to come on. <laughs> yeah, I will. Be, be I think he's your that's where you'll get really like the background, the terminology, and Ryan Stone is another really good one underratedly it's like okay. what we choke around he's great okay you're gonna hook me up yeah, yeah i good? will yeah say no more all right guys <laughs> thank you for having me on check out tori's stuff you're so welcome it was awesome okay. talking to you and i'm sure we'll have you on again yay okay bye <laughs>